Hi, Beth. Hey, Grace. And hey, everyone. Welcome to Scared Beer. This is episode six. Six. And like I said before, six is my lifeline number. It's like my, it's my life number, I think it's called. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. a pair. You, you you add the birthday and your name and everything together, That's and it gives your fun. life number. And so my life number is six. That's very cool. So life. It's actually weird because I didn't know that six was my number. And as a kid, all my sports jersey, 16 was my lucky number. And still to this Ooh. day. That's when we got married, September 16th, 2006. That's pretty cool. Six is, seems to be my it's number. And Beth is looking at me because because six 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 is that you're looking at me? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I'm not the Antichrist. It's just like no, the number. Just like Gothic Hanson Brothers. Beth makes fun shadow. of me, people, because I have the <laughs> crush on Michael Langdon from American Horror Story, and I know I'm not the only one. No, I know I'm a, definitely outnumbered in our work environment. Yes, a lot of the women definitely like outnumbered. that. The gothic Hansen, which probably, because he's not really my style. No, he's not at all. He's totally not my style, but there's something boyishly good looking about him. I don't know. And the ironic part is, I totally, like, I'm a big Hansen fan. Uh-huh. That is a big Hansen fan, people. I'm not. <laughs> I make fun of her for that. She, but you do. That's okay. I bop it off. Yeah, she does. So. Thank you for people who are listening. Like, six hours, that's almost a full work day for some people. So thank you for spending a work day's worth of listening with us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So thank you to our lovely our listeners. listeners who are awesome. And so our fan base is slowly rising. So I just found out hey. we got two more listeners. We got so many. Thank you. So welcome. So guys, before we started to start, I just want to really emphasize and emphasize that please do like, share us on iTunes or Google or any of your modes of listening to our podcast. The more that you guys rate us and more, like, even if you leave us two stars, one stars, four stars, whatever you do, um, when you guys leave us a rating, we do go up in terms of, um, on the podcast, visibility. visibility. So get more traffic that way. So please do that. Please do like us and just rate us. Yeah. Because we do appreciate it. Even if you don't like us, just just do your good deed for the day and give us the stars. Exactly. (laughs) That's your one good deed is to give us a star or four. Thank you. That's the end of my uh, announcements for today. Enough. Should we tell them what we're going to talk about today? So, yes. So, I will be talking about the Keg Mansion. And Beth. I'm so excited. I'm going to be talking about the Elgin and Winter Garden Theater, which I'm so jazzed about. It is. Both of these places are, actually, they're both very iconic in Toronto. Yeah, super iconic. And I could just picture back in the day. Especially like from the late 70s when the keg mansion opened. I'm still thinking even today, people having a nice dinner keg mansion and then just making their way down to the Winter Elgin Theater. And, and you know, okay. So for those of you who are not from the GTA, that's kind of like a GTA staycation staple. You go have a nice dinner at the keg and then you go see a musical. That's just kind of the... And stay at a nice bougie hotel yeah, downtown. That's, that's what something they want to do. So this is like the date night edition of... Uh, Yes. <laughs> Scareberia. So uh, for those who don't live in Canada, those are American friends and those overseas and across the pond, the keg is a legendary steakhouse with lo- locations all over Canada. It is a legendary, like, you can never go wrong going to, this, no. uh, to the keg place because, like, the keg steakhouse, even if you're not a meat eater, if you're a vegetarian and vegan, they actually have amazing options. Well, mostly vegetarian options. Yeah. 
But they have amazing meals. Like, so and they're also known for their keg Caesars. And I don't mean the salad. Sorry, our American friends. I know there was like a dispute. You guys laugh at us because we call our Caesar, your Bloody Mary, we call our Caesars. And you guys call them Bloody Marys. So Caesars are the legendary yummy drink made with, you know, clamato juice and Tabasco. And oh. I know Beth is like a gross, but it's so good. I'm actually salivating as I'm talking about it because it is it is absolutely delicious. And I'm just going to put it out there. I'm pretty sure it was created by a Canadian. Yeah. So, you're welcome, America. Yes. <laughs> I like that. It's just, you're welcome, America. The keg is actually known for repurposing a lot of old buildings. They did in Toronto. They did in St. Catharines. And they also did a manor in Ottawa as well. Oh, cool. So, the keg mansion is not in terms like one standalone, the keg is actually pretty cool. They actually go to old iconic buildings and refurbish them and rebuild these beautiful steakhouses inside these buildings, nice. which is given a second life to these houses. Yeah. So a little history about the house. So Keg Mansion is located in Euclid Hall. It was actually located in Euclid Hall. It was actually known as Euclid Hall before it became the Keg Mansion. A prominent downtown heritage building that was located that is still located in 515 Jarvis. The house was originally built in 1867 by Mc, uh, Arthur McMaster, the nephew of a prominent businessman, William McMaster. So that name should be familiar for any of the locals who live in Toronto or Ontario or Canada or even of our American friends who actually did attend McMaster University. So the same family. So I so said there's a lot of pull and it seems to be a lot of money yeah, that came from this house, like the Massey family and the McMaster family. At the time, the Jarvis was one of the wealthiest parts of Toronto, and the street was lined with large manors. So I can kind of see that still now. If you guys do go along the area, a lot of these houses still stand. These beautiful turn-of-the-century homes, these Victorian-style houses are still there. They converted them a lot to restaurants or houses or kind of duplex apartments. But unfortunately, um, Toronto, I'm not saying Toronto is a beautiful city, but Toronto has a tendency to knock down... Yeah, we don't oh, keep stuff. We don't keep stuff. We do not appreciate. We do not keep our heritage. We do not keep any of these buildings, and we tear them down, which is so unfortunate because Toronto has just now become littered with new condos, which is not good. We're not preserving our history, which is very sad. So it's great that this, you know, Keg did actually take this old building. And like I said, if you guys have ever seen it, we'll put it in our link in our Facebook. We'll take a picture. We'll show a picture. This place is beautiful. So, like I said, this place apparently was in the 1800s was beautiful manors with all gardens around it. So I could just picture down the you know walking in the horse and buggy going down these oh streets gosh, yes. with these beautiful gardens. And it's like I said, like it was just Jarvis was this wealthy neighborhood. Now, like I said, that neighborhood has totally changed because it's not so much a wealthy part. It's a little bit of a transit neighborhood. There's a mix of yeah. different economical and social backgrounds that do live in that neighborhood. That's a perfect way to describe and, it. And, yeah, because my university went to Ryerson, which is down the street. And right around, not too far from there, there's a Harvey's that's still standing there. Oh, the Harvey's. And it was known, and it's still known as Hooker Harvey's, and it's still standing after I don't know how many years. And this place is legendary, so people come by the best is when you bring friends like from out of town, like, and there's a keg, and this, I'm like, and this is Hooker Harvey's. It's like this proud. <laughs> it's like everybody knows about this place, so I digress. So again, you guys should know about the Massey family. So in 19, sorry, 1880, Hart Massey bought the house as a stylish way to return home. 
Massey was originally from Toronto before moving briefly to Cleveland, Ohio, where he got married. And Massey's family should also be it sounds familiar as well. The Massey Hall family. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who, who started the Massey Hall. Also, too, the Hart House, going back to the Hart, Hart House is also from U of T, is part of the families with the lineage as well. Basically, the Masseys and the McMasters. And McMasters and now the Westons own all of Toronto. All of Toronto. So if you actually go downtown U of T, especially U of T campus, you will see parts of it. McMaster, there was a small uh, college that they had. It's still standing. The small little college is really sweet. And then you have Hart House, which is a beautiful part of U of T. Do you ever wonder if, like, David and Mary Thompson... And like, oh, the, the war people would just yes. be like, look at those masses with their fancy house. And the masses would be like, look at those Thompsons with all their land. I know, like, exactly. There was like, this hate love relationship like, with the wonder. Scottish people. They just really did. I wonder if they got along or did maybe. not like each other. Who knows? Maybe they're frenemies. They maybe are frenemies. I'm just, I have no idea. I don't know any of this, <laughs> but it's just, that's where my mind goes. But yes, yeah, so everybody should know about the Massey Hall. Yeah, I might just feel like any from Toronto, legend. it's a legendary music hall. Great acts, Ella Fitzgerald. I've seen a couple of concerts there. I've seen Sloan. I've seen Cindy Lauper, Blue Rodeo. Everybody can think of like so yeah, many great there. musicians have been at this place. And right now it's actually closed for the next two years because they're doing renovations, nice. which is great because it is a beautiful venue. Like yeah, this place is. And it, it needed some. Yeah. Needed it's some basically people. Toronto's version of Carnegie Hall, I would say. Kind of like in terms of having iconic people yeah, singing maybe. there. Maybe. Not as big. Debatable. 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 Okay. Well, you guys, I'll put it out there. One. Maybe you guys could think of another yeah. great iconic musical venue in like in the states. Yeah. But I personally think that's how I picture Carnegie Hall, yeah. which I've been to both, which are amazing. But back to the house. So, um, so Hart's daughter Lillian would eventually take over the house and run family interests. Which was very unheard of for women back in the day. Good on her. Mm-hmm. So she would run the family. She would run the house. But a lot of people didn't think that was very ladylike because women should not have, well, back in the day, women can own property and all this stuff. But even though she didn't technically own it, she ran the house. She looked over the fairs and everything like that because her father was travel a lot. So she would take over his business and help out. And... She, because she did this, she eventually changed the name, the Massey, uh, the Massey House, to Euclid Hall, after her old street that she grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, which is kind of like a little homage to her old town. So a bit about the Massey family. So the Massey families were arguably the most prominent family in Toronto. Hart Industrial would help fund uh, new buildings for U- University of Toronto, and of course Massey Hall. Massey Hall, is an, like I said, it's an amazing concert hall downtown. I actually saw Eric Idle from Monty Python there years ago. I just have to say because I'm a huge Monty Python fan, so we actually got to go see him. But, please, like, again, I'm going to go back really fast to tell Charles Mingus, you know, Bob Dylan, Charles, you know, Charlie Parker. Bob, we need to do a whole like, there's other so episode. many people who've been to the, this place. I think we should do a whole another episode just on, on, on Massey Hall. Because apparently that place like, is legendary. It's got some spirits that inhabit that as well. Oh, of course, it is. It's a theater. Everyone thinks all theaters are I know. So the Hart House is another notorious haunted building location in Toronto, which actually Beth and I did go visit. And if you're from Toronto, if you went to U of T, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's this beautiful building in U of T. But that, again, that's for another time and another episode. 
So grand, the grand, uh, the grandson of Vincent and Raymond were also famous. So the family. So this is talking about the Massey family. So the grandsons, Vincent and Raymond, were also famous in opposite ways. Vincent became the governor of General Canada in 1952, and Raymond was an actor. So again, this is all within Massey family. Raymond Massey was known for many great roles in Hollywood movies, and even got an Oscar nod in 1940 as for his part of playing Abe Lincoln in That's Abe hilarious. Lincoln in Illinois. I did not. Know I know. That. I know. So apparently, Americans were outraged at Canada as Canadian as a Canadian was allowed to play an Abe Lincoln, <laughs> probably, but were silenced by Massey's great performance. So I just pictured the Americans getting mad. How dare the Canadian play an American? Oh man! Apparently, it's really bad blood in the 1940s between American and Canadian actors. Well, I guess it, film wasn't very diverse back then, so I guess he had to get up. And arms over. I know. Something. He took the role from another white man, damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Apparently he's done like over 45 movies. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he was, he's quite well known for, so. Quite a few. The more you know. I feel like, it, yeah. I feel like I should look at those after school specials. So, the Keg Mansion, like I said, was formerly known, before it was made into Keg Mansion, was formerly known as Euclid Hall, was given the Victorian College in 1915. As the first home of the radio station for CFRB, now which is News Talk 1010. I'm really doing like this whole Canadian, like Toronto, like right. plug here. I know. Go but on. it just, it's great references to show like how this building had many lives before it became mm-hmm. the Keg Mansion. Fair. Then an art gallery and then a restaurant chain bought it out and to convert it in 1976, actually. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk now a bit about. The Ghost of Euclid Hall. Is that, that was my ghost. Was that your ghost? <laughs> your special <laughs> effects? For you. you guys heard that. That's special effects here. So Lily, Lillian was one of um, the only, sorry, she was the only daughter of Hart Massey. She was educated and ahead of her time at Wellesley Women's College in Hamilton, which is now part of the Royal Cognate. I think I pronounced it totally wrong, and I apologize. I totally kiboshed that. So Lillian died in 1915, only six years after her husband. Beloved by her staff inside the Euclid Hall, her maid took her mistress' death apparently very hard. In a main staircase, actually, so when you guys go into um, the Keck Mansion upstairs, I actually took a picture. It was on our feed last week of us talking about our episode six spoiler. There's this beautiful, like it's an oval vestibule that's between the women's and men's bathroom and the restaurant. And apparently, she that's where she hung herself. So apparently, or it, did she? So this is the story. So did she exactly? So this is where there is controversy and there's like talks. It's like a conspiracy theory. So apparently, they said that the maid, which is ironic, because I was trying to find her name, and they just said the maid. So, which is weird, I know. So apparently, she hung herself, but it's like, but she took her, I guess her mistress does very hard, and that's what she said, she got really depressed, and she committed suicide. After learning, I think she couldn't deal with it. So, and apparently, so this is the, this is the, they said, either A, she took her life because she was very depressed, Mm -hmm. or B, she committed suicide because she took a secret with her. So apparently, this maid took a huge secret with her to her her grave. Which makes me think she did 
do it herself. So exactly. So this is Beth and R. This is our theory that she didn't kill herself. We believe that somebody fashioned the news and actually made it look like a suicide. Mm-hmm. It's a very almost like the, the haunting of Hell House kind of thing. How if you guys have watched that show, plug your ears because there's going to be spoilers. But um, it's very much like that at how the mother, I'm exactly saying anything else, how she took her life. She apparently she took her life. So I just found that very, as I was watching, like, that show and, like, you know, redid the history. I'm like, huh, interesting. So others, like I said, relate to the mate's secret affair with Massey's family member. So that's what people think that, too, that mm-hmm. she had a secret affair with a family member. But why would you kill yourself over that? Why wouldn't you just keep it quiet? Like, I wonder if she had an affair with Lillian. Maybe. That back would make in the more day, sense. That would make more back sense. Back in the day, who knows? There's a there's a lot of scandal. There's a lot of controversy. Like who knows what I'm happened? Just, I the fact that n- no one knows her name is making me a little bit more skeptical. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, how do you not know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So apparently, there's also like a story of a little child ghost in the Keg Mansion too. Why are there always little children? There was uh, they're so creepy. there's children ghosts. I know not children in <laughs> general. Are creepy. Not children uh, in general. Children are creepy, but they're full of no. I have my favorite new saying is. Jesus and germs, they're everywhere, so wash your hands. Jesus like and germs are everywhere? <laughs> so it was on a, it's on a tea towels. Wash your hands, because just like Jesus, germs are everywhere. That's pretty brilliant. Oh, my God, yeah. never heard of that I one. That tea towel. So I Sorry, heard, I digress. I heard that, you know, look busy, Jesus is coming. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a great yeah. one. So apparently, so the, the ghost of this place, apparently a little girl, and this grief-stricken maid. So... Again, Beth and I've been there. I've been to this place many times, and I got it's a gorgeous building, but there's nothing really eerie there. But that being said, this is place is notoriously like known to be haunted, and it's a hub for many ghost investigators who want to go check this place out because it's got so many stories. With that being said, back in 2016 in February, a man fell through the skylight where he was trying to break into the keg. <laughs> And he ended up falling down and ended up dying shortly after in the hospital. And apparently, they said nobody knew why, but some people speculated, again, he was trying to break in. Apparently, it was like a ghost investigation. Like, people were trying to break in to see if it was haunted. Oh, that's so ridiculous. Especially, okay, guys, if you're interested in a place that's haunted, just email them. Just email them or go buy a meal. Yeah. It's not worth breaking into. And Well, it's sad, you know? Like, I, this guy is now part of this, like, Ghost hunting? I don't know. He's part of one of the ghosts there. That'd be kind of poetic. sad. I know. It's a of justice. I know. But but I, they don't know why. But people, like, they said either, A, he just was, just felt like for his stunt, or yeah. he was trying to go find the ghost. A lot of people have been doing a lot of really ridiculous things in the past 10, 15 yeah. years just because they can. Guys, don't break into places. Not cool. Just be safe. Just be safe because your life is worth a lot more than... I think it's, it's weird. Yeah, that's strange. So some of the places where the ghosts are known to be frequent is in the women's bathroom. Now, this is the cool part. So the Keck Mansion is so apparently haunted, they actually have a ghost log. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I know. They actually have a ghost log. This is where the employees actually have a book. And you can actually, when you go to the Keck Mansion, you can ask them, like, hey, can I check out your ghost log? And there's stories of employees and, I guess, and patrons who actually have... You know, some encounters at this place. So I'm going to read a few stories. So 
On April 2009, on a busy Friday night in April, I had my first ghost encounter at the keg. I was standing at a table in my section and was talking to two ladies when I felt this sharp prick on my left shoulder. I quickly turned around to see what was behind me, but there was nobody there. I asked the guests at the table if they had seen someone touch her or touch me, and they said no. After I finished speaking to them, I ran quickly to the back to tell my coworkers of what happened. The whole and my whole body was shaken and as I recounted the experience. One of the girls touched my shoulder and was shocked to realize that the left shoulder was absolutely freezing cold while the other felt normal to touch. So that's one story. Here's another one. Back in February 2003, cold and snowy it's called. Oh, I like it. Title. <laughs> so, okay. I love how this guy starts off. Whoever this person. It's not even a boy or girl. I just love how it starts off. So, okay. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> shitting you. So, okay. I'm, it sounds like one of my students when they're trying to write a story. <laughs> just, sorry. <laughs> so, okay. I'm pretending. And it's slow. As no one is in the bar. Because the eeriness is everywhere for some reason. All of a sudden... As I looked towards the bar taps, I noticed two small hazel eyes looking at me. Oh dear. There is small, there's a small boy on the stool. He can barely see over the bar. I asked if he would like a juice. He nods. What kind? I ask. Apple, he replies softly. I turned around to get it for him. But when I turned back, he was gone. Dun, 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 dun. So the whole thing out of this. I took out of this. Yeah. Is so okay. <laughs> well, here's my thing. A little kid could very easily slide off the bar well, stool saw- and walk away with nobody seeing him. That bar is pretty high. Like we saw I- that little boy. Yeah. That was there. So cute. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just thought it was funny. So um, that was funny though. I I know. So there's okay. a long story here. So I'm gonna read one more story. And then, again, you guys can share if you have any experiences there. So, back in April 2008, this is another story from Brienne. Before I applied to the Keck Mansion, I heard rumors of the so-called hauntings. Being a skeptic, it did not discourage me from working there. Months passed at the mansion, even when I was alone in the attic at night. I saw no signs of the ghosts. I did, however, notice something strange, or rather annoying. Oftentimes, when I was in the washroom, huh, mm. huh, the washroom again, even a known full well that had a latch in a door, without fail, at least once a week, someone would walk in right on me. <laughs> at first, I, ch- I, goes, I chalked it up as faulty lock or my own carelessness. Yet, even when I took extra care to latch the lock, it would happen again. Finally, one day, I noticed out of the corner of my eye, the latch opened itself through somewhat as like someone was lifting it up. I thought it would be terrified, but my own annoyance at being walked in seemed to have trumped over any fear. This has happened many times since, and now I definitely do believe in ghosts. I've heard other little ticks or tricks like breaking glass or jumping bottles. Those uh, coupled with my bathroom embarrassments led me to believe that our Mansion ghosts are more playful tricksters than stereotypical evil phantoms that people usually fear. And again, that comes from Brienne Perez. 
But I heard that's not the first time I actually heard. Apparently, a patriot actually had a bottle of wine,、mm-hmm. and I think she had it hanging up, and I think it was falling. And it actually, she saw it actually lift up and was placed down quietly on the floor, so it wouldn't smash. Interesting. I don't. Know, I think like ninety percent of those things can be explained by the constant construction, the vibration from the subway, the things like that. So I mean, I'm not saying that some other freaky stuff hadn't happened. I、mm-hmm. just I can see the construction. There's no really subway that goes、there's、around there, okay, but but there's construction. There's、everywhere. construction there. It is an old building.、Yeah. I also think a lot of beverages have to play in hand because I've been there many times. It is a beautiful building. It is so gorgeous. If you guys ever get a chance, go. It's the food's delicious and just the ambiance of the place is just absolutely、oh, gorgeous. Like the fireplaces and the wooden stairs and just the drinks. Are amazing. So yeah, there's a couple stories of people having, like I said, like the ghost doesn't like booze to go waste. Apparently, like、That's、people,、hilarious. yeah, they saved a couple bottles where like like glasses actually got caught saved when people are walking by. Like glasses、That's、gone,、hilarious. you know, they thought we're gonna get knocked over. Actually, go back up because don't mess my carpet. Don't mess my carpet, or like don't waste that booze. That's so funny. So I'm thinking it's more of a an alcoholic ghost, maybe, maybe, maybe. And, and there was no. Story and this is the thing I have a, tr- a problem with the whole ghost child because there's no case or stories of a child getting killed. Yeah. So、I'm, I don't know where that comes from. I'm pretty sure it's just some like random kid who just asked for some juice and then stepped on the stool and just walked away. <gasps> it's a ghost. We can see the same thing every day with our kids and our students. Kids are quiet and they're fast when they want to be. I know. Anyone who hangs out with kids knows how quiet and fast they can be when they want something. They're like little ninjas. Little dirty, grimy, germ-filled ninjas <laughs> who are super cute. They're so cute. So anyhow. You guys can take it from there. You guys, is it haunted or is it history? Let us know what you think, because a lot of people have been there so over it, the years.、So、exactly, any employees, like if you've worked there in the past or still work there, if you, anybody knows who have friends who work there right now, send them our email. Pass them our like pass and, along our our podcast. And to that bartender who saw the kid, you know, I wasn't there. Maybe maybe there wasn't kids there. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not making fun of you. I'm not picking on you. I'm just. Maybe there is、I、more、will. to the story. I can say, yeah, I we're making fun of you. <laughs> You're, yeah, he's probably into the sauce already, but I was just joking.、Um, yeah, so if you do know somebody who works there, if you heard stories of your own, if you had your own encounters, please do、yeah. share. Hit us up on Facebook.、Um, we're just Facebook Scareberia or Instagram us, or even you can try us on、uh, Gmail, good old fashioned、yeah. Gmail at Scareberia at gmail dot com. So yes, please do share.、Mm-hmm. And that being said. Ah,、uh, before we go into bath, it's time for more random Canadian facts. Facts, 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 facts. I like Beth's special facts. Facts, 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 facts. Okay, so Beth. Yes. You're a big. You and I are both big fans of this. I'm excited now and a little nervous. Okay, so everybody like it's one of those hate love relationships. Like either you hate it or love it. It's like cilantro, Hawaiian pizza. Either love you love it. it or hate it. I'm a huge fan of it. My husband thinks it's disgusting. For Chris thinks it's gross. He doesn't like veg. He has like fruit and like his meat to be touching together. He thinks it's a sacrilege. So he doesn't do like the Hawaiian baked ham. Nope. I love him, but he's weird. That's yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you know Hawaiian pizza was actually invented by an Ontario man, <laughs> not by Hawaiians? What? I just like the shock. The shock. I didn't know. And actually, CBC did this whole thing on it not too long ago、no. about this like either you love it or hate it, and people talked about what their true feelings of 
of Hawaii pizza. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's true, though. It is very polarizing. It is a polarizing. I personally love it. And then a lot of people just think it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. A lot of my family are not big fans of it, but there's like one or two of us who do like it. But then it's sweet because they always order us one. So then it's like we get a whole pizza to ourselves. Yep. It's amazing. And I feel like I should get one today. I know. After dinner. Maybe I'll do dinner right. too. Um, <laughs> and then this is a very cool thing. And again, I the CBC, Quirks and Quirks, actually do. Um, it's a great program on CBC and I love the show. And they actually talked about this. That in the Hudson Bay region, so if you guys know where the Hudson Bay is like bar north. Yeah. Like it's pretty bar north there, people in Canada. There's an area that has less gravity than the rest of the planet. Get it. What? Yeah. There's less gravity and less and the rest of the planet. There's one area, the Hudson Bay region, where it actually has less gravity than the rest of the planet. How, though? I don't know. The scientists are still trying to figure out. They're thinking, like... it's not, like, exceptionally high. It's not exceptionally low. I don't low. know. I'm not Neil deGrasse Tyson. I would love... Hey, Neil deGrasse Tyson, if you happen to listen <laughs> yeah, to this, please pass... I'm a big fan of We should Instagram him I and know. ask him. I should. We should. We should. Tell, guys, let's just... just somebody tell us, because that's going to bother me now. <laughs> I've been trying to find out, and I did try to find out, but just the information actually made my eyes start to bleed a bit, because, like, I'm not a scientist, so, like... So, I'm not... I'm not even going to try to even, like... Pretend I understand it and like. So if you are a science person, read it and please let us know the summaries. Please do send <laughs> us an email because I should look into it this more. Wild. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I wonder how much. Like if I go there, am I just gonna be like moonwalking, like bouncing, uh-huh. or is it like just a uh-huh. little bit? Actually, the other fact Beth already said that the Caesar, the drink, not the salad, was invented by Canadian. That's true. It was. You're welcome, America. Yeah. You're so, welcome. and that is my story about. The Keg Mansion. I do have more stories. If you guys want to have hear more stories, yeah. maybe I maybe can. we'll put some on the bonus content. We'll put them on the bonus content, and I might put them up. But yeah. they're actually quite interesting. One was like really, yeah, really long. long. It was like almost like a novel. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I, I I didn't read it. I was like, so my yeah. desserts coming all like gray steel. <laughs> so now I'm gonna pass it on to Beth. Yay! Okay, so I am super excited about this one. I am a huge theater nerd. My very first show I actually ever saw was Crazy for You at the Royal Alex, but that will be a different day because it's a theater and everyone assumes all theaters are haunted. But the one we're going to talk about today is the Winter Garden Elgin, which is the only still functioning double-decker theater in North America. Mm -hmm. It is gorgeous. Um, For those of you who haven't been lucky enough to go visit it yet, they're two very separate looking theaters. The Elgin is very rich and red and gold and very opulent. And then my personal favorite is the Winter Garden. It's like walking into a midnight summer's dream. Oh, it's beautiful. You walk in, there's all these leaves on the ceiling and these beautiful painted side things. I'll put up some photos. It's absolutely stunning. And I have to give a shout out to Ontario Heritage Trust for when they were refurbishing it because they put so much effort into making sure it was exactly... An exact replica, but we'll get into some of the cool facts around that a cool. little later. So I'm just going to jump right in with some of the history. So basically in 1913, Lowe's Young Street Theatre opens as a flagship for the Lowe's chain in Canada. Um, and you, that name might sound familiar, especially to some of our American friends, or Lowe's Theatres, the Cineplex, the movie theatres. In GTA, it's mostly like Cineplex Odeon, but if you go out a bit, there is Lowe's Theatre. I think they're bigger in the... Um, Western side of Canada. I was thinking about Lowe's Home Depot. Home Depot construction, <laughs> like you yeah. know, like the home building centers. Oh. No, wait, I wonder. I should. I should oh, they're related. I wonder. We'll have to. If you guys know, let us know. Hmm. But this guy, um, Marcus Lowe, was all about vaudeville, 
And so he opened a huge change. There's some in Chicago and Montreal. They were all over the place. And it was designed by architect Thomas Lamb. A year later, they opened the Roof Garden, a.k.a. the Winter Garden Theater. So that lasted till about 1928. By that time, vaudeville was kind of declining and movie pictures were on the rise. So they closed the Winter Garden to the public and left the uh, lower auditorium open and wired it and made it for movies. But the cool thing was when they shut down, they literally just like closed it off, just mm-hmm. locked it. So when they were doing renovations later on, they knocked down that one little partition wall and it was like stepping through time. All the costumes, the seats. It was just like a vault of history. <gasps> I know. It would, have, it would have been amazing. That would have been amazing to go through that and just to, to see that. Yeah. It's, I keep calling it the Elgin, but prior to 1978, it was actually just called the Young Street Theater. But yeah, can you imagine just stepping through and finding all the old costumes and the, oh. I'm just kicking out here. I am. Back in 1981, the Ontario Heritage Trust purchased the Elgin and the Winter Garden Theater, and they wanted to restore it for use as a performing arts complex. And they also purchased what is to believe is a large collection of vaudeville scenery ever purchased along with the building. So there was like thousands of backdrops. And they actually, back in the, in the 80s, they pulled them out and displayed them in the lobby so you could go see all the, all the old ones. And then in 1982, it was declared a, uh, what's it called? A National Historic Site. Huh, I didn't and know that. The, yeah, and then that was just the Winter Garden, though, which I thought was kind of odd. Wait, wait, but then the Elgin was named also following. Because uh, like, you can't really have one without the Elgin. The Winter Garden sits on top of the Elgin. You can't name one without the other. It's like having a sign, you know, like something like born, like, you know, like that two-headed... Yeah, great. You can do condos on the bottom and leave the theater on the top. That yeah. can happen. <laughs> That's been weird. Dollar store. Dollar store. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. That would be it. Dollarama in the bottom. Theater yeah, top, basically. So basically, um, in 1987, they started um, full restorations. And almost three years after they started, it was a grand reopening. And it actually reopened exactly 76 years to the day of the original opening. Wow. Now, this isn't really a haunting, but it's kind of a... 67, you said? 89. I don't know. Okay. So, 76 years. 76 years. See, there's a six in there. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. So, I have a cool... It's not really haunted, but it's a cool little tidbit. Um, When they were restoring the theater, they wanted to be super authentic. So, they contacted the theater out in Chicago who sold the same seats. And they had the same seats. And they said, hey, we're going to... Can we buy them? They're like, yeah, sure. We'll send you the seats. Whatever. So they get all the seats. I don't know what that was. But so they get the seats. They bring them all in. And as they're setting up, they realize one is upholstered in a completely different color. And they're like, well, that's not authentic. Let's reupholster that. And they're kind of ticked. What do you do one seat out of how many hundreds? And it was only after when they when they contacted the theater in Chicago that they found out that that one seat was colored different because that was the last seat that John Dillinger sat in in the theater before he was killed. What? So, that, so when you go to the... Nobody knows which seat it is, though. Dang so it. So now when you go, you won't know which seat it is. So you could be sitting in John Dillinger's seat. And that's just a... Uh, I feel like that's like the more you know. Hmm. That is a more the, more than you know. So yeah. if you guys don't know who... Well, oh, if John you live Dillinger on a rock, is. John <laughs> Dillinger is, was an American gangster during the Depression era. Yeah, and he was actually murdered outside the theater where that seat was. So he was coming out of the show after sitting in that mm-hmm, seat. And mm-hmm. then, so, yeah, so there you go. If you're a John Dillinger, if you're a Nadio, I guess. I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, the mafia, like, uh, I think uh, 
Boardwalk Empire did a whole oh, did they? episode on that. I just have to watch that. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So the theater just keeps going. It celebrated its 100th anniversary in 2013, 2014. It's still operating today. And uh, for those of you who are interested, hopefully you get this out on time. But there is actually a ghost tour in the Elgin Winter Garden Theater. I did it! Did you? They're doing another one on October, Monday, October 29th at 7 p.m. If you go to the website, there's still a few tickets available. So get in on it. It's but really now to pretty. the good stuff that I know you're all waiting for. The hauntings. Oh, I like your ghost effect. That's good. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, As you said, I was in between. <laughs> I was in mid. <laughs> so... There's kind of like the general theater hauntings that every theater has. Seats being folded down like someone's going to sit in it when there's nobody there. Performers on stage looking out and seeing lights where they're not supposed to be. Um, sure they're not having cataracts or something yeah. like that. Those lights are bright. You accidentally look directly into <laughs> it. Just, sometimes after it's a little... So there's lots of little things like that. The one cool thing is that the elevator in the Winter Garden in Elgin is a hand-operated one still. I think... I know They have upgraded it, I think, but... They did have a hand-operated... Yes, our red cell guy, yeah. Yeah, operated elevator. And apparently, this... Obviously, if it has an operator, it needs one to move. Yeah. It would just start going on its own up and down. Ooh. Just randomly start up. And sometimes they would stop at, like, random spots that weren't quite at floors or not. <laughs> can, can you imagine? It goes like, Grr, son of a bitch, it got stuck again. <laughs> dang, dang. It starts banging. And you right? hear a ghost voice, like, this, this like, an, you know, anomaly that's just, like, Yelling, like I'm like swearing at the elevator. <laughs> the uh, most kind of famous ghost is nicknamed the Lavender Lady, and her ghost haunts the upstairs Winter Garden Theater. And the theory is that she was stabbed in the bathroom of the oh. old Winter Garden washroom, and she kind of stumbled out of the washroom looking for help, and she was able to make it to the lobby, press the elevator button, but collapse. So when the elevator arrived, the elevator attendant stepped out and discovered this young woman who had passed away so people commonly say they smell kind of like lavender wafting in and out of the room some people have reported seeing a lady in old-timey clothing walking through the lobby so that's kind of the most prevalent one hmm. um that's sad it is it i didn't is mean sad. to laugh but that's no, just like, that, that is true that's very sad and and that actually did happen there the woman oh. was like that's not that's history that's true, yeah um, the that is crazy. Did they say how old she was? Uh, I don't. I don't know. That's very sad. But she was, she was a younger lady. I don't know if you've had that experience. Let me know. I've been to that theater many a time. Um, I've never had mm-hmm. any of the above happen. But I've also usually been in the cramped lobby. Everyone else during theater performance breaks and shuffling in, shuffling out. And it does not smell like lavender. <laughs> <laughs> the other one that comes out a lot is the story of quote-unquote, Samuel. So some volunteers doing the renovation, they did a, like a Ouija board session, and as soon as a ghost named Samuel identified himself, he had been a trombone player in 1918 who passed away apparently by falling into the orchestra pit of the Elgin. He asked if there were any other spirits, and he said yes, but when they asked to talk to him, he refused. Did, so, he, did he respond with a trombone? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I don't know. No, I... I could see that because those pits, like they, that's some good height on them. Yeah, you could easily could break a neck or a bone or two yeah, there. Yeah, it's just. Like, I'm sorry. They, I just pictured I'm this. A tr- like at this very specific, I'm a trombone player. Like know. not just some guy in the band, but that's a very like a uh, yeah. 
there's been tons of people who've been into this theater. Like, I think it was on, like, Creepy Canada or Haunted mm-hmm. Canada or one of those episodes, if you guys are into that. It's very well known. So the other one... Of course they're into. They're listening to our podcast. That's true. So uh, there's there's a whole bunch. Well, I'll just tell you one other one. Another ghost um, that's said to haunt the Elgin Theater downstairs was named Sam. And he was a worker who helped restore the Elgin Theater during the 80s, but died when he fell off the mezzanine of the theater. One box office staff member I was talking to said, well, I wasn't talking to, the person I'm reading this article from said they were talking to, said she had her own experience with Stan. She was walking down the stairs to the lobby beneath the Elgin. When she heard footsteps behind her, looking back, she didn't see anyone. So she increased her speed, and then the footsteps also increased until finally she was, like, running down the hall to outrun the footsteps. I got that story from torontohauntings.com. If you guys Google that, that's just not played, like, that's where I got it from. Okay. So check that one out. But there's a lot of creepy things at the outlet. Now, I think most theater hauntings are BS. Most people who are into theater tend to be open-minded, very creative, got a strong dramatic flair. And a lot of theaters are older, so there's always that. Yeah. A lot of dark places kind of creepy hiding in this Yeah. Man. But I, I don't know, the Elgin Winter Garden, it's it's definitely got a different vibe. Yeah. I did the ghost walk, that was going over 10 years ago. And so I don't remember, I do remember about hearing about the, um, that gentleman falling to his death, but I don't remember about the lady, yeah. which is interesting because I just, I would probably like, oh, interesting, because I remember while we were at the theater, the winter, the garden theater, just sitting there, and like I said, guys, it's just, like Beth said, it's just this oh, yeah, magical place. It is beautiful. It's just, it's... It is like a midsummer night stream. You walk in; it's got you know, it's got lights as well everywhere. It just it's just this beautiful. It's got like the paintings. It just it's got this different vibe. It's like you're stepping back into like the night what during the, the 1920s. Like that's oh, like, almost Elgin, like that yeah. the era, like that you know that the Elgin's very much a very lush 1920s, 20s. 1930s opulence. It very. is beautiful. It is absolutely stunning. Yeah. Even when you walk in like the front box office and everything, it's got the old fashioned. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's beautiful. It's like the TARDIS. Like it looks from the outside, you're like, how do you fit all of this in mm-hmm. there? And you do. When you go into the lobby, you feel like you're walking forever. Because you walk in, it looks very narrow, but then you walk in, it's just this beautiful place. But I'd be interested to go back to yeah. to see because now I will be honest, I did not do my due diligence on the event from the nineteen eighties. I didn't look into that too much, so that's on me. But so we talked about this before, different types of hauntings. We have the residual, mm-hmm. and then we have the intelligent. If you guys go back to listen to I think one of our first episodes, I talked about this, the difference between both of them. A intelligent haunting is one that actually interacts with the living. If you ask like knock you know and then if you hear something follow you that's more of an intelligent because it's responding mm-hmm. call and response kind of like in, you know haunting now a residual is like a movie recorder it's like a loop right and it's going over and over again so like people's like i hear the laughter of children right well i'm sure at any school if you go to you hear laughter children because like yeah. it is saturated with children right now like emotions and feelings of like you know for like decades you know yeah. some schools are almost 100 years old especially in toronto where like it's been decades of just like residual when you think, energy when you think of two theaters especially one as old and as successful as the winter garden Elgin, the countless um like i've Emotions. never been there without crying mm-hmm. or laughing mm-hmm. or usually a combination of the two yeah like how can you because that's what good theater does right it does invoke these emotions and that's why we go we go there to be entertained mm-hmm. To you know, step away to forget about our, our, our problems for a good 
two hours to have a beautiful evening. I love that we all go there to be entertained, but usually it's through that entertainment that we sometimes find the most profound changes or we learn the most. Like, because mm-hmm. these theaters, artists are always the ones who kind of yeah make you see things that you don't always need to see or that you should be seeing. I don't know. Yeah, I just find no. it interesting. We go for entertainment, we come away with a life lesson. Not all the time. But that's, that's the interesting thing about our, our both of our, our locations this week because, like, is one residual? Are they residual or are they true intelligent hauntings? Because you're hearing so many yeah. stories, right? Like, if the Winter Garden Elgin is actually haunted, I would say it's probably residual. But And that's the thing. I'm not too sure about the keg. Like, I've been there many times. I've been there many times. If the only thing that's going to be haunting is the bovine... You yeah. know, who are, who've been... Like, I'm not sensitive by any means to any paranormal stuff. But, like, I've, I've been to places with some friends who are, and it's just, I don't know, they just don't seem to get that vibe from the keg. I get a great, like, relaxed and just yeah. cozy, beautiful place. And like I said, again, very opulent, just like the wood and just the carpet and just the fabric and just the stairs and everything. It's just beautiful. It's just, exactly. I would, Beth and I were saying, like, I could easily live here. If you look up on top, the the, the ceilings and everything, just every detail. But again, going back to what we're here for, it's like the haunting. Like, is it really haunting? And like I said, I gave firsthand accounts of stories of people who had experiences there. Yeah. And they said the bathroom, and the bathroom seems to be the most haunted place. But again, you think about, Bathrooms, especially female bathrooms where, yeah. you know, emotions happen when, like, a girl may have broken up with her partner or somebody just yeah. got proposed to. That's so, true. like, it's holding all this energy, good and bad, and the, and the families who live there, right? Because, like, yeah. it's been there for over 100 years. I it used to be that room. I wonder if it actually used to still be the bathroom. Or if it was I, I don't know. And it will be interesting to go, like, look, I actually have to do, I do have the blueprints. So oh, I should look oh, into them. Oh, that's cool. I should actually just do that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I have the, the setup how it used to look like. Look into the, that looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I have to hook them up with that. So, again, guys, we're putting it out to you. Is mm-hmm. it history or is it just hauntings? Like, so if you do have any experience at either location, Please yes, do let us, know. let us know, share with us, because it is great to hear other people's opinions and their own experiences, not just Beth and I, because we always say that we're healthy skeptics, but a lot of times I'm like, oh my gosh, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> In the moment, we're totally hook, line, and sinker, and then like an hour later, we're I'm like, like, oh, okay, debunk, we can totally debunk, 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 debunk. Yeah, oh my God. But yeah, talk. we're suckers in the moment. Yeah, totally. we're like, sure, 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 cool, cool, cool. <laughs> totally. We're like that guy who's like, I wasn't scared, bro, I wasn't scared. Totally to like Zach Bagans or Zach B- Bobo, Bobo Bagans. Bagans. We call him Zach Bobo Bagans and uh, yeah. and Aaron. And Aaron yeah. yeah. Beth and I just established who's Aaron and who's both. <gasps> oh my gosh, we should totally, we totally go. go. I have a podcast. We can totally hook this up. Okay, we just need to find a J. Yeah, and a Billy. And a Billy. Oh my gosh. This would be so good. <sighs> so do I get to be Zach Bobo Bagans? Of course. Oh, man. That's really that's totally who you'd be. <laughs> oh, thanks. I don't like like it's like a bully. No, I do love you, Zach. <laughs> we are fans of him. We, we are. Fans. I, I'm we a are fan fans of American Horse. I'm American Horse. American, that's you. I, that too. We are fans of Ghost Adventures. We are. Yeah. I think you can't not be Zach Bobo Bagans stuff. The four guys. Zach. His last name's not that hard to say. I think Bagans. just likes makes fun of it. Zach Bagans. Is it Bagans. Bagans, not bacon. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still thinking Zach this. Bacon. <laughs> My mind's not the cake. <laughs> or your mind is still in Hawaii pizza. pizza. I know, I really think I'm going to order that for dinner tonight. Uh, uh, we should get sponsored by, like, Pizza Nova and... <laughs> Domino's. <laughs> Domino's. 
<laughs> you know, we'll probably get more comments on this Hawaiian pizza thing than on anything I know. I know people are going to be real like, I hate Hawaiian pizza. How dare you? It's absolutely disgusting. Right? It's sacrilege. Anyhow, we're having it's a tangent. It's sacrilege, you mean delicious. Oh. So, please, 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 I'm going to repeat this one more time. Please do, like, share and comment on iTunes or on Google Play mm-hmm. or on Podbean, anywhere you guys do listen to our podcast. Please leave us any comments on our Facebook. And also to Patreon. Please consider becoming a Patreon, people, because we do have, like I said before, this is out of passion, but it's... You're going to get bonus content, too, if you sign up on Patreon. Yeah. It's not just us begging you for money. There's going to be bonus content. There's actually bonus content we actually have, and we're just waiting. Why didn't we name a level Hawaiian pizza? Oh, I know. So right now, guys, if you do go listen to our Patreon, we have... Three levels. We have butter uh, tart, poutine, and uh, pimo bacon. Oh, bacon. So there are Canadian references because this is a Canadian podcast. We are looking to Canadian. <laughs> we are very Cancun. We are looking to Canadian locations, haunted locations. Shout out to the AVLA, by the way, where I used to work in the summers, helping them with Cancun. Okay, there we go. So there's a little shout out there too. So if you entering data. <laughs> Sorry. If you have um, other locations that we should be looking into, yes, please do let us know. If you know of a farm or maybe a restaurant or a pub, we love pubs. By the we way, do. we do like our we pubs. Do like our pubs. Pub and, love. Yes, we love a good pub. If you know of a location in Canada mm-hmm. that we should look into, please do share with us. Again, you can find us on Facebook at Scabria. So our Facebook slash Scabria. At Scaberia at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at Scaberia. Twitter as well. Oh, We're yeah, now on Twitter, Twitter. On the Twitter. <laughs> Twit. So, yeah. Find and us either way. stay tuned for next week where we go on field trip part two. Yes. Actually, we did two field trips last week. We did. We, we did two field trips. We yes. So we'll, we, uh, yeah. So we've been actually getting out there. So that's why do consider becoming a Patreon because it does help with every little details like microphones and like equipment and gas to get to these places because <laughs> we do have to pay for these places that we are going to. Oh, so for please now. do. For Unless now. you keep upping us on uh, the. What's it called? I'm making the typing motions, but I don't know what that, that is. That is making typing motions. Do you mean on Twitter or? On uh, where you Patreon? download stuff. So we iTunes. Ranks. iTunes. iTunes. There you go. And Google Play. So I you just guys. turned into everybody's mother. <laughs> <laughs> she totally did pull up mom. Oh, that was awesome. So, yeah. I'm going to stop talking because you guys are probably sick of hearing me talking now. So, again, thank you for listening. And catch you next week. Catch you next week. Stay spooky, guys. Bye. Bye.